0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As part of our Forbes feature series, spotlighting thought-provoking Forbes videos and their key takeaways, today I explore Kathy Cabrino's recent Forbes video, How to Find a Supportive Manager Using 10 Important Questions. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I'm excited to be with you again for this Forbes Feature Series episode, spotlighting thought-provoking Forbes videos and their key takeaways. Today, I'll be exploring Kathy Caprino's recent Forbes video, How to Find a Supportive Manager Using 10 Important Questions. Leadership involves embracing new strategies and approaches that allow managers to make the positive impact they long for and become the best supervisors. Managers must overcome their own gaps, expand their ability to learn from critique and find new ways to be more inclusive in their leadership approach. They must build more psychological safety in their organizations and reduce the divisiveness and conflict in their ecosystems and work cultures. Sometimes leaders struggle with their decision-making processes, unable to make a definitive decision on a direction to pursue or action to take. In many cases, their decision processes have failed them in the past. For instance, they've taken the wrong career route or chosen a terrible job or followed the wrong leader who wreaked havoc on their life. And these faulty decisions make them feel paralyzed today as to what to do next. Or they haven't ever really trusted themselves fully, so they waffle and waver when needing to put their stake in the ground and decide on a course of action. These questions in this video today will help you cut through the noise and clutter, clarify where you really stand, and help you make the correct choice for who you are focusing on the issue you care most about and the outcomes that matter most to you in your life and work. And these questions will help you not only choose the leader you want to follow, but also to determine the way you want to show up in the world. Thanks for joining me today as we explore different pieces of this Forbes video, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip.
1: Sometimes or often people grapple with decisions. They are struggling with a myriad of decisions in their career in order to move themselves forward. One of them is, is this leader or manager someone I should be following? Is this an individual that is going to help me thrive? And am I going to learn under this individual? We need our leaders to be inspiring and to be those kinds of individuals who are going to help us thrive. So here are 10 questions to ask yourself honestly, that will help you decide, is this leader or manager someone you should follow?
0: I really like the way she starts off this video by framing this as personal responsibility that we have to take for our own career and our own personal development. Now, of course, organizations should look after their people, they should invest in their people, and they should try to make sure that there are opportunities for growth and continual learning for their people. But nobody's going to care as much about your career and your personal development than yourself. And so we have to take accountability for that. So as she's starting to frame this entire video in the 10 questions that she's going to suggest that we ask ourselves to determine whether or not someone is worthy of our followership. She's not suggesting that we stay in an organization and we actively undermine our leader or we're passive aggressive in some way um, because we don't like our leader or we don't feel like we should follow them. Uh, That's not what she's suggesting at all. She's suggesting that we need to take ownership over our own career. And sometimes it's a good fit where we're at and at other times it's just not. And if we find ourselves in a situation that's not ideal for our own goals and our own personal desires for growth and development, then we may need to make a decision to leave and go somewhere else. Uh, It's also important to consider as we're thinking about new opportunities. Is this a place where I want to be? Are these leaders that I want to work with and work under um, who reporting to will actually give me a chance to fulfill my potential? Um, So I think these questions that she'll be now laying out for you will help us think through that and ultimately help us take accountability for our own personal career development.
1: Number one, does this leader or manager behave, communicate, and operate in a way that I respect, admire, and want to emulate? You want to look at someone and assess not only the words that they're saying, but how, the way in which they are saying them, the way they are behaving and communicating. And if you do not respect it, you're going to find yourself conflicting with, what they want you to do, and how they're going about sharing their vision of the organization. Question two, does this leader share my core values and inspire me to be the best, highest version of myself possible? Or do I find that their actions and suggestions make me behave and speak like a lower, more insecure Version of myself. Your values are essential in moving you forward in a way that's going to be rewarding and successful. If your leader and manager does not align with your values, you're going to find yourself struggling. I think
0: these two questions go together quite well. Ultimately, we need to ask ourselves, is this leader someone I can follow because I see them as someone I respect? Uh, someone who has integrity, someone who shares my core values. Now, that doesn't mean we have to completely agree with everyone on our team or with our leader in every which uh, way. But it does mean that we need to have at least a baseline commonality in terms of what we want to see in our organization and from our leader in terms of behaviors, in terms of actions, uh, in terms of how they treat people. Uh, having some commonalities across core values will be really, really important. And that leads to respect. If my leader has values that don't align with mine, chances are I'm not going to respect them. And that's going to undermine our relationship. And it's going to have negative impacts on my performance and growth, which is what we want to avoid. We want the opposite. We want the opportunity to thrive.
1: Question number three, does this leader know how to build beneficial, supportive relationships with others that help create sustainable growth and achieve critical allyship that is so necessary for my organization and entity to thrive? The relationships you form are essential to your success. They can make or break how you get things done and if you can reach your goals, so watch how this leader goes about either building relationships or tearing them down. Question number four, does this leader believe in the innate equality, deservedness, and worth of all people he or she leads? And do they support that core value in their words, actions, and deeds? So ask yourself, does this leader support the idea of equality? And if not, is that a conflict with your own values? Because truthfully speaking, if they don't support equality, this organization cannot thrive today.
0: Questions three and four go together quite well also. Uh, They're all about relationships. And ultimately, being an effective leader is about developing and maintaining and sustaining meaningful relationships with your people. Now, you can't do that unless you treat people fairly and equitably, unless you uh, value each individual person and t- treat them with dignity and respect. So questions three and four really both get at the inclusion and e- equity, equality types of uh, issues as they relate to relationships and simply the importance, the, the real necessity of a leader having those characteristics and attributes um, where they're trying to genuinely value the people around them to create a a relationship and a culture in which people can thrive.
1: Question number five, can this leader take critique and challenge well? and take responsibility and accountability for his or her actions instead of blaming others? Do they show remorse when they go wrong and apologize when an apology or a change of course or attitude is called for? It's a damaging situation to be in. We all need to take accountability and responsibility, but particularly the leaders of your organization. Question number six, can this leader respect and like people who don't agree with their actions and opinions you know i've worked a lot with narcissism in the world and narcissism in leadership what you don't want is a leader who only respects uplifts and elevates and likes people that agree with them that's a very dangerous place to be as well
0: these two questions also go together we need leaders who can create a speak up culture within their organizations where where they truly genuinely mean that they want people to speak up to push back to challenge their thinking because they know that's how they're going to get to better solutions that's how they're going to drive innovation complacency is the enemy of innovation and if everyone is just nodding their head saying yes to what a leader is saying all the time uh, they, they may feel validated, they may feel comfortable, but that's not going to help the organization thrive. And, and in turn, that's not going to help you grow and develop. So we need to work with people who are secure enough in themselves and, and in their leadership to truly welcome uh, what I would call loyal dissent. Uh, And they recognize that those who are willing to put themselves out on the line, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it could potentially have negative repercussions for them personally and for their careers, that they care enough about the organization, they're committed enough to the organization that they're willing to put themselves on the line to speak up and to speak out. If a leader can remember that and not get defensive about someone challenging their thinking, then what they can do is really leverage that passion, leverage that courage uh, and that initiative um, so that they can improve the experience for everyone. And leaders need to be able to take responsibility for that. They need to create that dynamic and they, they can't show favorites just because someone happens to agree with them. Um, they, they need to foster a, a, an environment of cognitive diversity as well as other facets of diversity and inclusion.
1: Question number seven, does this leader show maturity, emotional intelligence, and regulation, temperance, patience, empathy, balance, and other key attributes that make a truly great leader? If you are not able to be emotionally mature and intelligent in the way you behave, success is going to be limited. Question number eight, in reviewing the communications from this leader over the past six months, including social media messages, public and private statements, emails, memos, and other written and verbal forms of communication. Do the communications show more positivity than negativity? In other words, what percentage of these messages contain uplifting positive words and sentiments that move people forward, and what percentage tear people down, blame, or attack? If there is a ratio of more than three to one of uplifting and positive language and messages, that means there will be more success in relating to people, reaching them and uplifting them and inspiring a shared vision. If on the other hand, the ratio is the opposite, more negative to positive, this culture is not going to thrive.
0: Maturity is definitely important, and really that's going to manifest itself through the communications and the actions of the leader. A leader who lacks maturity is more likely to fly off the handle in communications with his or her people. Uh, And so if if you can look back at the communications with your leader and you see that she or he is regularly berating individuals uh, or being overly negative, uh, then that says a lot about their emotional intelligence, their emotional agility, uh, and their overall maturity level, the ability to deal with difficult situations. Now, at, nobody's perfect. And so, you, you know, sometimes people lose their temper for a moment. Sometimes people aren't their best selves and they say something they don't mean. So we can't expect perfection. Uh, and And we should be generous and forgiving when people make missteps but leaders need to own that they need to uh they need to show accountability and responsibility for um the missteps that they may make and make appropriate apologies and amends with their people that builds trust that that builds stronger relationships and people appreciate when their leaders are willing to acknowledge a mistake some leaders feel like that shows weakness and then people are going to exploit them. Most people are simply going to trust them more because we, we know, we, we can tell when someone's not being truthful. And when that's the case, uh, you're eroding relationships, you're eroding the ability uh, to, to innovate, and ultimately uh, it, it's just going to have negative uh impacts on the organization, the team, and the individual. So again, if you're thinking about your own career and what environment in which you're going to be able to develop the most, you you want to be in an organization with leaders who are accountable, who communicate effectively and in positive ways primarily. Uh, That's not to say they can't give constructive feedback and there might be times where they need to come down on individuals who aren't performing, but generally, you know, an empowering approach to their communications, that is going to create a much more dynamic organization.
1: Question number nine, when this leader takes action, does the action support growth, safety and success of the vast majority of people under him or her or just those groups he or she is personally attached and connected to and only those who support him or her? What you want to see is A leader that supports diversity, supports inclusion, supports challenge because it's only diversity in thought and diversity in questioning and challenging that will help an organization thrive. Question number 10, finally, are you able to say, I love how this leader behaves and communicates because he or she builds bridges across major divides and differences and reduces the potential harm, conflict, anger, and lack of acceptance among the people he or she leads.
0: Building bridges and the ability to connect with everyone within the team, not just select individuals who might be like the leader or who are their friends or in some way they show favorites, Um, that's really, really important. So we need to be committed as leaders to developing all of our people not just those we like. And if I'm in an organization with a leader who is showing favorites and I'm on the outs, I'm not getting any attention. I'm not getting any opportunities. Of course, I'm not going to be happy with that. And clearly I'm not going to be able to develop to my greatest potential, but it's, it's not just whether it directly impacts us or not. Uh, think about if you, you happen to be the, in the in group, in your organization. And so your leader does value you. They do want to give you opportunities. They do try to help you develop, but you notice that they are shortchanging other people that they're showing favorites. And, uh, that should be something that concerns all of us. Even if it doesn't directly impact us, it will indirectly, uh, impact us for sure. It will create a broader dynamic within the, the team. That's not going to be a recipe for sustainable success. So even if I happen to be on the ends with, with a leader, if they have that approach, uh, chances are I'm not going to want to stay working with that leader. And ultimately, we, we want to work with people who communicate in effective ways and where their, their words and their behaviors model for their employees the type of environment that they want and the types of behaviors they want to see. And ultimately, if I uh, am in a team, I'm part of a team and I work with a boss who is trying to use communication to uplift, to empower, and to encourage, uh, that's something I'm going to feel more comfortable with if I'm in an organization and work with a leader who is constantly undermining, who's backbiting, who's talking down, uh, who's making excuses for their own um, inadequacies and scapegoating their people. That's just simply not a place I want to be.
1: I think we, all we have to do is look at headlines today and see how leaders behave. Are they bridging differences or making us separate even more? If your leader isn't doing this, the culture is going to become fraught with conflict instead of becoming more cohesive as we move forward.
0: Again, bridging differences is such an important characteristic and attribute of an effective leader, and that's the type of organization, that's the type of leader I am going to want to work for. Uh, I'm not always going to agree with a leader. I'm not going to always see eye to eye in their vision or strategic direction that they want to take us. I'm not always going to agree with uh, various practices or procedures that they put in place. Uh, That's not really the point. I don't need to be in it that kind of a situation. I am more than happy to be around individuals who have different perspectives, uh, who have different ideas on how to make things work. But I also want to be in an environment where uh, they can genuinely value my contributions, where, where I have the autonomy to do what I do well in the way that I know I can do it well. And ultimately, when leaders are bridge builders, they create environments where people can have more connections with each other to work across the aisle, to, to work interdisciplinary types of projects and cross-functional projects, uh, and ultimately drive greater levels of innovation. Um, so I think this, this video has been an excellent way for us to explore these 10 questions. And, and surely there are others that perhaps you want to consider as you're thinking about your current situation or potential future opportunities. But one way or the other, it's, it's a very healthy activity to go through these, this self-reflective process to see where you sit with your organization, with the leaders you work with, and or where you want to go to provide yourself with the most opportunity to develop, grow, and have a successful career. Thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week.